0: And I would have fallen eight, six, eight feet straight with my head on the on the tarmac of the, of the airport. And I said, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. I said, what is your? And he just turned and, and walked away. And of course, now
1: I shut the door properly.
0: <clears throat> but
1: I was actually walking to the store. Uh, I realized that I didn't have my wallet and I hadn't reached the store yet. But I turned around and started walking back to go get my wallet. Um, and I saw these guys standing on the corner that night and they were watching me. One of the men approached him. But when he said, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm just chilling. He was like, well, you gotta roll out. Uh, and that's when he pulled out a gun from his jacket. He had a leather jacket on and a hoodie. And he pulled it out and pointed at me. He shot it one time.
2: After falling to the ground, he was shot seven
1: more times up close when I first saw the flash, I didn't know I got shot. I just remember hitting the ground. And then when he stood over top of me, that's when I saw an angel getting in front of me. And I remember, because I didn't have time to think about that, it was an instantaneous thing.
2: I asked him to describe what he saw.
1: It was probably, I mean, I'm six foot seven. The was probably like seven foot something. And uh, it was just a transparent figure. I couldn't tell if it was a male or a female. It didn't, I didn't see wings or anything like that, but I saw it was like clear, transparent, and it was in front of me. I knew it was an angel just because um, the protection, it got into a position like this in front of me. And I remember seeing that.
2: The men stood over Marcus, laughing, thinking they had just killed him. Still barely alive, he managed to dial 911. By the time paramedics arrived, they offered little hope he would survive.
1: I was like, God help me, help me make it. I just remember trying to stay awake, it was like a movie. You know, you see that stuff in the movie, you see the light up, and you see people's um, light flashing before their eyes. It, it was like that for me, except that I started thinking about what would happen if I did die. And I was like, nobody's going to know what happened to me.
2: At the hospital, Marcus went immediately into surgery, where he told me he saw a familiar face.
1: Saw so a lot of doctors and nurses just kind of standing, and I remember looking As I'm getting ready for surgery, I remember looking and seeing the same angel that was there on the street and the angel was just kind of like arms crossed like this and just like it didn't do anything or say anything. It was kind of like nodding his head.
3: Angels shut the mouths of lions for Daniel
1: in Lion 6:22.
3: The Bible in Daniel 6:22. For the Bible says, "My God has sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lion." Angels delivered Peter out of Herod's prison where he was under 24-hour guard. The church was praying for his release. Matthew 4 says that angels ministered to Jesus when He fought Satan in the wilderness. When Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane the angels came and ministered unto him. In Acts 10, the angels came to the house of Cornelius and said, Your prayers and your offerings have come up for a memorial before God. And God's going to answer your prayer. In Hebrews 1.14, it says that angels are ministering spirits that God has sent to guard the righteous. There's an angel assigned to every believer. Matthew 18.10, Jesus said, For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father their angels always see the face of my father. Angels bring answer to prayer, as in Daniel 9, as in Gabriel bringing the answer to Mary. That child that you're carrying shall be called the Son of God. In Acts 10, you, Cornelius, are going to hear the gospel message for the first time. When you die, angels are going to escort you into the presence of God. In Luke 16, Jesus tells the story of Lazarus who was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. One moment he was begging for crumbs and the next moment he was being ushered in the arms of angels into the very presence of god hallelujah from crumbs
2: my goal is to inspire women like me to pursue their happiness and i use grammarly to help me do that it was like this sidekick that's just there to tell me like hey you're writing in passive voice or this is a really long run on sentence get it together it helped me become a better writer to make a difference in people's lives
3: ...to the marriage supper of the Lamb, give him praise and glory. I do not believe in angels because Hollywood is now producing movies about angels. I do not believe in angels because someone told me about an angel. I do not believe in angels because the new age is now angel happy and they're saying that UFOs are really angelic beings that are going to snatch people off the earth. I believe in angels because the Word of God says they are real and I believe the Word of God is absolutely true That's why I believe in angels Angels are created beings Colossians 1:16 says, for by him, speaking of God, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, things visible and invisible. So angels are created of God. Angels have superior knowledge. Second Samuel 14 and 20 says, my Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of the angel of God, to know all things that are on the earth. Angels know all things. That are in the earth they don't know the day nor the hour that christ is coming but they know everything else angels are without number hebrews 12 and 22 speaks of an innumerable company of angels for they are innumerable they are invisible and they are invincible angels surround the righteous now think about this David writes in Psalms 34 and 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Think about that. Mm. Psalms 91 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep, to keep you in all of your ways. Think about that. The President of the United States has the secret service that surrounds him. The best shots in the world and are trained to defend him. But every one of you who named the name of Jesus and are called according to his word have angels who go before you to prepare your way and angels who are behind you to be your rear guard. All the President has is a secret service. You have an angelic bodyguard that can protect you from the powers of darkness. Many of you just don't see them. You don't feel them, but they're there. The point is this. If angels can shut the mouths of lions for Daniel, if angels can deliver Peter from prison, if angels can bring angels' food cake to Elijah, if angels minister to Jesus in the wilderness, if angels minister to Jesus in Gethsemane, if the angel of God has been assigned to you to guard you night and day that sees the face of God every day, may God open your eyes, child, may God open your eyes, child of God watching this television program, to know that you have been created a little more than the angels. The royal blood of heaven is flowing in your veins. You are a child of God. Hell cannot defeat you. Demons cannot defeat you. The powers and principalities of darkness cannot defeat you. I want you to give this public testimony. You'll feel your spiritual battery come to life as you say this. Say, I testify in the name of Jesus Christ that he is the Lord of my life that he has forgiven me of my sins that my name is written down in the lamb's book of life i have owned the whole armor of god that satan is a defeated foe he has no place in my life through the authority of the word the name of jesus and the blood of the cross the victory is mine i will live in victory because Jesus Christ is Lord, hallelujah. Give the King of glory praise, worthy. He has given you the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He has stripped your adversary of all of his weapons. The victory is ours. The victory is ours. The victory is
4: ours in Christ the Lord. The victory is ours. The victory is yours. Good morning, good morning, Boom Factor family. This is Dr. D in the house live at Redeemed by the Blood Ministries International Headquarters. And I just want to say good morning. Um, It's a glorious day. As always, God always make a way. You have to know, not a shadow of doubt, that God is with you. Not only that, he's with you. You have to understand that through these terrible times that we are facing um uh i I'm not gonna say terrible times yet um uh, that's that's a turbulence time because this is this is a time of shaking, and you know the world' been shaking for the last couple of years but i'm I'm really seeing I sit and literally watch people i observe and report remember i say 2019 is the year to observe and report i've been observing the the behaviors of individuals i just watch people and you know what people are lost people are confused people don't know what to do people just going about their day like robots and they really think they're living they're not living they're just existing they're just living and they're not even living happily or joyfully yesterday it's like a big old argument started up old by the um in Wiley World for what it was something petty probably but you know what the Holy Spirit was showing me frustration frustration you see yeah, daughter they're frustrated so any any anything that triggers anything that's going to trigger the frustration yeah So I I want to start this segment off this morning to encourage you that God has dispensed angels out to help you You just have to acknowledge it you know I have so many angels working for me. They're like, can we get a break, Father? <laughs> and as always, in my uploading, God has dispatched me a warrant angel. So not only do I have my guardian angel, my protection angel, which is my guardian angel, our angel Michael had to release a warrant angel. Now there's two angels, Gabriel. Gabriel is the messenger. Michael is the warrior. Okay, he's the he's the captain of the of the of the warriors. Gabriel is the captain of the messengers. So whatever we need done, they will dispatch those angels that are assigned to you. With whatever message that God has to bring to you, okay? So I want you guys to think about it. And I'm also seeking, I want to have a special month next month about angels. So if you have, have had a boom factor experience, meaning an angel had to step in there some kind of way. To assist you with whatever you was going through at that time. And you you knew nobody else could be there but God himself. And through that, he had to release an angel on your behalf. I want you to go ahead and send me a message about it. Alright? Send me a message about it. And we're going to interject that for next month coming up. Okay? I'm going to come back. I'm going to leave this episode. And I'm going to come back and... Um, talk to you guys. I'm getting ready for work also, but I'm going to try to leave these fees to little segments, okay? Alright. Thank you all also for voting. It's countdown. count down. Vote, vote, vote at the Rhythm of Gospel Wars for the boom factor. You are part of it, so let's go ahead and let's bring one of these awesome items home with us so we can take it on a road trip. And you guys will get a chance to take a picture with it. That's right. we Boom Factor Road Trip. Our first stop this year is New York, New York. So, y'all New Yorkers out there, get ready. Dr. D will be in the city. New York. Uh, I'm going to give y'all the months and dates when I get closer to it. But let's, let's, let's get ready to get together and show some love. Okay? Later.
5: What if there was this invisible world taking place all around you every day? A bustling, vibrant world full of spiritual beings with places to be and things to do. Let's call them a fancy word for helpers, okay? Angels. And these angels were always being sent somewhere to do something. Like deliver a message, give a gift, or fight something. Occasionally, these angels might have business with you and me. They could have been sent to protect us or help us or give us something. But if we don't see them, does it make their errand any less important or any less real? Are angels real? What do they look like? Does God really send them to earth to help mankind?
4: Yes. Are they
5: really operating right under our noses?
4: Yes, they are.
5: What if I told you angels are real? And they are actually way more involved in your life Yes Than you think Yes Much like a 3D chess game Angels are active in multiple dimensions And they move between those dimensions At the speed of thought From a two week coma When I
2: was
6: um, coming off my medication I saw an outline of an uh, angel on the roof
0: And I went on this glorious trip with my with my angel
2: would always been with me an amazing image was captured in 2013 during a promise keepers men's conference in cedar falls iowa on stage Next to the worship and praise band, a glowing, radiant, angelic being was captured. The band was singing, Jesus, take all of me. I run to you, I run to you. I lay everything at your feet. Let my life be yours.
7: Angels exist, who are they? How did they come to be? And what do they look like? And above all, what is their purpose? Many people feel they have had encounters with angels, and some even feel that they have a guardian angel. What's the truth? Well, let's consider this passage from the Bible. Do not forget to entertain strangers, it says, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. The simple statement shows us God's unseen hand in our lives and in the course of history. Angels are God's servants and his divine creative plan for mankind. It was a hot sunny day in North Carolina. My wife and I were driving home from spending a day visiting with members of our church. We had been married for a little more than a year and we were young in life's experiences and new to God's ministry. As we drove along the interstate highway that day, we began to pass over a large bridge spanning a major river. We all know what it can be like after several miles of such travel. You're driving, you're thinking about other matters, you're passing cars and cars are passing you. Everyone's driving and everyone assumes that everyone else is being alert and careful with their vehicles. Except this time, a man driving a large truck wasn't. Halfway across this bridge, a sudden jolt lifted our car, began pushing it toward the railing. The truck had hit the rear of my car. In an instant, I realized we could be going over the rail and plunging into the river far below, a fall that would have meant certain death. But before I could even react, my car came back into the driving lane and steadied itself. The truck screamed past us only inches from my door. I managed to get off the bridge and pull over on the shoulder of the road to look at my car. The driver of the truck had also stopped and rushed up to me. I thought I had pushed you over the bridge when I hit your rear bumper, he said. My wife and I were shaken, but relieved. The driver had been tired and momentarily dozed at the wheel of his speeding truck when he veered into my lane and caught the left rear of my car, sending it toward the side of the bridge. He thought we'd gone over. I thought we could have gone over, but we didn't. My wife says she felt the car move back to the left. I know that I did not turn the wheel to make it happen. We both feel that on that day, at that moment, we had the hand of an angel move our car back into the driving lane, keeping it from going off the bridge. I didn't see an angel, but to this day, we strongly feel there was a bit of extra help, an angel helping us.
8: in church took a picture now listen to me this is what came up on her picture on her phone the pastor had made an altar call and said anybody that wants to be touched by the Lord Jesus by the presence of God come down to the altar well what happened was the woman she didn't believe that Christ was in the church she didn't believe that Jesus would appear that the pastor what he said was true she didn't believe it so she said let me just take a picture anyway so a gentleman as he was walking down to the altar people were walking down praying and everything lifting up their hands and she took a picture And this is the image. This is the manifestation, the revelation of an appearance from Jesus Christ. Christ is making appearances in churches, in people's dreams, visions, uh, real time, all around the world.
6: Hey guys, my name is Chris Gravy.
7: I'm a CEO. I'm an Amazon business seller who's made-
4: Do you believe in angels? Do you believe that our angels are assigned to you? Have you ever had an experience in your life that you know that it could have been detrimental or a certain position or your child was sick or you were sick and you know you should have died? Using in a situation that you know you should have been killed. Guess what? You had an angel looking out for you.
2: Hi, guys. Filmed in the sky over Jerusalem uh, yesterday morning. But look at how it it starts to stretch across the sky.
7: So there's no doubt the Bible says there
0: is a real spirit world and in a sense we're we're looking at two sides of the coin here. We know they were created good to begin with but there's also this uh, other side.
6: God even says of Satan that you were perfect in the day in which you were created until iniquity was found in you. So Satan somewhere along the line set his heart on God's throne, uh, lusted after the power that God had and wanted to take it away from God. So they,
0: they were all good, all holy angels. They all, in a sense, were
6: perfect when they were created. You don't have to look long to see what seven-year-old Kelsey Gillard saw in the oak tree that came down in the backyard. And I just looked, and I was, and I took, took a good look, and I was like, there's a cross. It sure did look that way. And when Kelsey told her grandmother, there was no disputing it. Out of everybody, I'm Jesus. Actually, I'm pig dust. Dina Gillard has been a devout Christian her entire life and says she didn't need to see this to be a believer. I think it's a absolutely gift. Gillard believes there's no doubt that this is a sign from above. She says this appeared in her yard on the three year anniversary of her dad's death to the day. It's a sign. I'm telling you, it's a sign. And the more her husband stared at what looked like a resemblance of a cross, he noticed something more distinct.
0: It is the face of Jesus Christ.
6: Larry Gillard says the image becomes more clear as the sun goes down. Nature put it there, or the Lord put it there, and I want one of them two to take it away. They're convinced they've been touched by God. Jesus
0: is trying to tell us
6: something. Even though he doesn't live in the life form,
5: He is sending a message that he's still
6: here. It happened in the middle of winter,
7: February 28, 1999. Believers had gathered for a week of revival meetings at the Anglican Church. Hungry for God and troubled by new reports of community drug use, they decided to add a special Sunday afternoon youth service. Among those leading the meeting were Pastor Moses Kayak and his ministerial colleagues Joshua and James Ariak, all great-grandsons of the original lightkeeper Anguatizawak An invitation was
0: offered for youth who felt they wanted to come closer to God.
7: Worship leader Louis Ariak was praying over the youth that had gathered around the
6: altar. I felt so close to God and he kept giving me this verse.
2: That says, "Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God."
0: Something started to happen that uh, was out
7: of our control. This
0: uh, noise
6: started coming. Yeah, it started
2: softly, like you can barely hear it.
7: A dual cassette deck used to record the service was still running off the soundboard.
4: Right
2: away, I wanted to stop,
7: but it kept getting louder, and and I started to notice that people were kind of.
2: Getting
0: a little nervous. It was so strong, so strong. It was so loud that everything started to shake. Fire went through me.
8: <laughs> Sounded like a jet. Things started to shake. What's up,
7: guys?
4: This is Once again. Do you believe in angels? Wow. I just recorded an awesome segment. (laughs) Do you know there's angels all around you? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were. God want to fill your house today. Will you let him in? Your house, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's right. Let him fill this house, your house. Let him fill your heart. When you let God come in and feel you, you'll feel his very presence and you will be able to experience angels. The thing about it we have not been taught how to allow ourselves to experience angels. We we don't worship angels, but God wants us to acknowledge your guardian. That's your that's your earthly bodyguard. That's your secret service. See, I get to do the things that I do because I know I have angels with me. I have angels that surround me and protect me. Angels that send messages to me to encourage me, to strengthen me. Yes, you have angels, and God wants you to experience His love like never before with those angels. Acknowledge them; they're there for you. How can God say nothing by any means shall home thee unless He know that He have assigned an angel to you to be there for you? Whoa. <laughs> the Bible give us all type of examples that angels are with us, right? It's up to us to acknowledge them, right? Check this out. <laughs> He said he wanted to continually come before God to ask for cleansing of his heart, to become pure before him. And after visitation of the Holy Spirit, you will never be the same. Seek him today with every fiber of your being. To reveal himself do if you shop on
5: amazon
4: you should use wikibuy with all it's these commercials and i'm sharing that you can always go on youtube okay go on youtube and experience you're not crazy you know a lot of people tell me i always have supernatural experiences but nobody will believe me well, they won't because the world is already wrapped up into what they want to be wrapped up into,
8: right? The entire car is engulfed in flames. I, I could see the tires literally just melting on the ground. I didn't even know rubber melted that way.
9: A horrific accident and miraculous survival.
8: One of the police officers, they said, um, who else, Who? how did he get out of the car? And I just, I said, Johnny. That's all I could remember. I said, Johnny, got me out.
9: A mysterious good Samaritan whose actions defy reason.
8: Had to be a
7: miracle.
9: Baffling first responders.
7: There's only so much you can do when
8: you have high voltage lines on a car.
9: It was early spring 2015 in Columbus, Ohio.
8: It was a, it's a great day, beautiful day.
9: Pastor John Boston was driving on Airport Road when a car crossed into his lane.
8: Oh, one fireman. He said, you didn't hit the pole, you went through the pole.
9: A utility pole. The live transformer landed on John's vehicle.
8: And so thousands of volts are running through the car.
9: With his seatbelt stuck and door jammed, all he could do is watch the searing and consuming heat.
8: The windshield was melting, dripping, and the passenger window was folding into the car
9: literally liquefying before his very eyes, as seen in this picture.
8: I thought to myself, I'm not gonna get out of here.
9: But then a stranger appeared. He says a scruffy looking man who easily opened the smashed door.
8: He reached in, took me out. We walked maybe maybe, uh, 20 yards from the car.
9: Just before the car exploded in flames.
8: I can still see his eyes. I can still see his eyes. He said, what's your name? And I said, my name is John. And he said, well, I'm Johnny. The police are almost here, and I can't be here when they get here. But you're going to be okay.
9: And with that, Johnny was gone while Pastor Boston was rushed to the hospital, where the questions began.
8: That area never lost power, so no one should have ever been able to touch the car. And I shouldn't have survived.
9: Potentially over 10,000 volts of electricity. Stunning even veteran Columbus firefighters.
7: Oh, I got goosebumps with the transformer on the car, the car on fire. That's that's probably one of the worst runs we could roll up on. It's uh, like a fireworks show.
9: Immediately, people tried to rationalize what happened. Maybe the circuit breaker tripped and Johnny fled because he has a past. However, firefighters say breakers are designed to reset themselves and electricity was clearly coursing through the vehicle when help arrived.
7: The person who touches that car, makes he, he's the ground. You'll be electrocuted.
9: This video shows other cases of transformers blowing up, making rescue attempts extremely complicated.
7: Holy! You're going to have to jump away from the car and then shuffle your feet and, and follow those procedures. That's still risky. That,
9: that but none of that happened with Pastor Boston. Leaving the young husband and father with only one conclusion.
8: I don't think angels always come to us with wings and white robes right. and bright, bright shining lights. I think they come as help and, um, and that's what I had that day.
9: According to an Associated Press poll, 77% of Americans believe in angels. <laughs> Encounters have been reported in the midst of many tragedies, from September 11th to tornadoes tearing across the plain states. Pastor Boston says he doesn't care if people support him, but his heavenly encounter is already having an earthly impact.
8: I am more sensitive to making a difference in people's lives in the city that I serve, and I want to be an angel for them.
9: In Columbus, Suzanne Stratford, Fox 8 News.
4: You see, we have to understand, you guys, that um, we are living, we are literally living in a matrix. Now, I know some of you guys say, oh, here here she come, here comes Dr. D, here she come. (laughs) But, hey, this is what the boom factor is all about. Matter of fact, the Safe Zone Broadcast is all about that. You go check it out over our my other um teaching teaching platform, the Safe Zone Broadcast. And there is where you can really get the meat uh of some very, very Enlightening and enrichment information to help you live a supernatural life. Um, the Safe Zone broadcast stands for spiritual awakening. Your faith for the end times. It's our faith. What do you believe in? Are you going to keep believing in what the news telling you? Are you going to keep believing what the White House is telling you are you going to keep believing what your employer is telling you are you going to believe even what you're telling you because we could tell ourselves we could tell ourselves some stuff and believe it and wind up in a reprobated state and God can't get through if you're just going to and fro you know hurting people and not caring about their heart and keep it moving, I think it might be in a repetitive state in that part of your life. We have different parts that we have to maintain even within ourselves, even with me. My heart is open. I'm always wanting to try to get things right. I'm always striving to fight. For other people, but who is out there that's fighting and rooting for Dr. D? Who can I really say that stand by my side? And really do right by me? 150%, like I do for them. Not partial, not halfway. All the way. But it don't happen, you guys. So I have to lock into God. I have to keep this intimate relationship with God. It may seem weird. It may seem far-fetched. But I have to because He is the only one that knows me and understands. And got to keep me balanced. I, I strive to keep people close to me to help me keep myself balanced. But at the end of all of it, God is the one He has the plumb line of our life. And so with that said, I'm sorry, but God just did with me in a supernatural state because I've learned that we are living in a supernatural world. I've been unplugged. My eyes is open. I can see. And nobody not going to tell me now I'm seeing, like, whoa, that young lady was an angel sitting from my desk. I'm now I, I don't, I can't really say so much as um, from the words that were spoken, because angels bring light. But I know if the father was telling me that was a test for me. And I guess I passed the test. I don't know. Because I literally did her tax return. I have a folder with her name on it. You see what I'm saying? So God used that, that situation, I perceive, with an angel right there writing that part. And I do have to clear up something because I don't want it to be perceived as a lie. But this is the Lord had showed me. The Lord had showed me that she was going to go home and kill herself. She stated that she got all her stuff in order. She wanted to do her last tax return. And this is what she said. I put... Suicide, And that's all it was. But I'm going to correct that. She said, I got all my stuff in order and I wanted to do my last tax return. Because I was going to go home and end it all. I was like, what? And that's when I stated, your life matters. Why would you want to end it all? You're very special to God. So when I shared that with you guys... I used the word suicide. She never used the word suicide. I did. So I'm going to clear that up. Because I don't even want to exaggerate on that and have that cause me not to enter into my heavenly place. But in my spirit, the law was telling me, no, she was going to commit suicide. She was going to take her life. So I, I say that because that's what... I knew the spirit was showing that to me. That's what she meant. She didn't say that out openly. So I'm going to correct that. She said she had all her stuff in order. She wanted to do her last tax, tax return. And she was going to go home and end it. End it all. So even with that statement kind of broad, and you make you want to think, now nah, wait a minute, you're going to end it all doing what? Not only what? Killing yourself, but... Do you have somebody else in mind? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But whatever her mind state was, they had an angel right in the midst of us that shifted her thought pattern. Alright. Always wanna have clarity on things. Cause I know people be watching your words and you know they watch your actions and you know I'm at I'm at the the level now that people just trying to find fault now. They're just trying to find fault in any little thing. They're not seeing the good. They, they you know. And I, I'm, I'm true to this. I'm true to this. term. when a person shows you who they are, believe them. And guess what? I show people who I am. This is me. I have no hidden agenda. What I'm showing you, this is me. I have no hidden agenda. When a person, when Dr. D show you who she is, that's who she is. This is me. I'm going to laugh, cry. I'm going to be upset. I'm probably going to want to fight. I get discouraged. I get hurt. People say things that really kind of like make me go, oh, okay. You know, make me going to scratch my head. Hmm. Wow. Okay. But what happens, people don't like the response. You can't control my response. Cause I am who I am. I am who I am in Christ. Another another individual is not supposed to have that much power over your life, that they, they try to tell you how to what to say, how to say, and how to act. Oh no. That's control and that's witchcraft. Mm mm. But I will tell y'all this. Dr. D don't purposely do things to hurt nobody, and I noticed that. And the Lord had showed me that. He said, "Yeah, when people hurt you, you make a joke out of it, but then they take it the wrong way." Yeah. Yeah, I make a joke out of it. I have to. That's that's my mechanism. That's that's to keep me straight. You see. But I always have encounters with some type of supernatural being. And uh I want you guys to be able to experience it too. Okay? And so I woke up with that just looking at them beautiful flowers, you know, and and in my spirit, the Lord say I've I've dip, I have these I've released I no this is how I felt. I felt he was saying I have assigned I've I've assigned a warrior angel to you. Whoa! So not only I've showed the goodness and mercy on the side of me, I got legions of angels all around me. I had one going before me, preparing the way for me. Now I got a warrior angel. Whoa! The warrior angel. That means some spiritual warfare, some fighting about to happen. I'm happy. Are you happy? Are you joyful? I know yesterday was a love day for some of you guys. So I pray that you treated your special one in a special way. You know, married couples, you took care of each other real good. I pray real good. You know, I'm going to try to calm myself down, you know, and use some some intelligent uh voice Balakia, y'all single folks out there, I pray that you behave yourself real good. (laughs) You know, don't get caught up just because it was Valentine's Day, you know, and those that have their significant others. You know, overall, you guys, I want you all just to be kind to one another be kind hearted. Let's put it like that. Let's be kind hearted, meaning let's be mindful of that person's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens and a lot of stuff but when you sit down and back up before you even how say think you know be slow to speak and quick to hear. Well, Remember, remember, remember that person before you go all cock on the person. Wait a minute, wait, 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 that's that's okay, my approach ain't gonna be so quick. Let's approach this in a more loving, kindness way, so this person get no head. I love you, not just saying, you know I love you, you know. But knowing that, hey, I love you. I care about you. Matter of fact, I care about your heart. But we need to talk about some stuff. And I want to hear how you feel about it. You know, Jesus, whenever God himself, whenever God himself, whenever God himself make a correction with us, he always come with kindness. He say, it's the goodness that I show towards you That brings you to repentance. Whoa. God revealed his love, his his love towards us and the kindness in our heart with his goodness. Then he shows us ABCDFG. It's like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying, Lord. I apologize. I'm going to go get that right. You just don't come at us. You know what I'm saying? See, that's not... Now, see, that's when I want to take the place of God. I'm not going to take the place of God. That's why I had to get that straight, even with the customer when I see him. I say, you know you was working on my nerves, but you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, Please forgive me if if I show frustration towards you never don't want to show frustration to my own customer however it seemed like you just didn't want to comprehend and you keep coming here asking where your paperwork and i keep saying hey where's payment payment then paperwork well go ahead and do it payment then paperwork i'm not doing anything until you pay me Well we good, we good. I said, Yeah. I heard that from four people last year that was faithful lawyer customers and things happened, I did not get paid. And I needed that money. I provided a service, they got their return, they got their book report, I mean a bookkeeping, look at me book report. You know, they they received everything like I always do. I gave them a perfect service in a more perfect way. Now it's time for me to receive my pay. And I didn't get it. So this year, I have to stay focused. Give me pay, and then I'll go and do your work. You didn't even start on receipts? No receipts? I did not start on anything. Oh, come on. Come on. We, we good. We good. Yeah, we're going to stay good. This is how much it costs. When you give me the money, I will begin your work. And I have to stick to it, you guys. Well, just like with Daddy. Daddy got the same way. He's not going to push us to do anything we don't want to do. He'll back up and let you go ahead and be you. Do you. You got it now. Oh, I could take this baton now, nah, Lord. I don't need you no more. I got it. Thank you for getting me back on my feet. Hey, we going full force. All right. I always want God to be in the driver's seat. I'm tired of crashing. We ought to get tired of crashing, right? We ought to get tired of crashing. I think that I need a battery for that clock because it's been on that time for a long time. You know, I don't want to be late. Oh okay, it's right eight twenty six and yeah it is. I need a barrier for that clock. It's eight twenty six. So I pray that um I pray that this segment will be a blessing to you guys. And start acknowledging your angel. When you acknowledge your angel, he'll show up. Or she'll show up. Wherever how God needs to show up to manifest itself on your behalf, begin to look to expect it. I'm gonna just say that expect. Expect that's supernatural. You know? Now, I I believe it's going to be a nice day outside. However, I still wrap my hair because Of the elements outside in the wind and all of that, you know?
2: <laughs>
4: that dress spires towards us. <laughs> so I get a lot of compliments how do you wrap your hair like that? I love the design. You know, and I really don't. I just put my little I, I take the um the wrap, but see, it's a nylon wrap. So, the nylon wrap is stretchable. You know, it's stretchable. So with that, it covers it covers the hair and it protects it. And I will be I'm going to try you guys to take it down so we can have a fresh look for Resurrection Sunday. I don't even know when that is, but I know it's coming close. And we have... Um, I know it's coming close. I know we got some other stuff coming up. But I am about to get on off of here because I was looking at this clock and it's, and it's a battery. And it's going on 9. And i want to get some other work done so i pray that this the episode was a blessing to you guys i wanted you guys to hear some more
6: i want you to look at this cloud in the sky
4: that's what i'm looking at right now oh i and always get. i always get
6: sky. is that not an angel
7: or what yeah it sure does look like yeah. an angel what's going through your mind when you see this i was dumbstruck i guess you could say i was in shock uh I've never seen anything like it before uh, with my own two eyes. This is blowing my mind. As Corey Heron gazed at the image in the sky above South Carolina, he was struck with awe. Isn't that amazing? It's almost like you could literally see feathers, uh, a face, uh, you could make out some hands.
6: Corey sat at the wheel of his car and just stared in disbelief. I don't even think it's moved. So is it a cloud formation or something much more meaningful? Corey says he knows the answer, no matter what anyone else might think. This is my angel. Look at this cloud
4: in the sky. Is that not an angel Corey Heron took
9: out his phone saying that he felt compelled to share what he was seeing. Not only that, he
1: says that he was.
9: it was a sign that came at the perfect time because he was struggling with his spirituality. God was telling him, I am still here.
4: My dad just had a car He can't breathe. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to display. I'm going to supernatural beings alive in the 21st century. And I have so many images, you guys. I'm going to post some of them on my Instagram. But I love to gaze. I love to gaze up because God say, look up expect my coming through the clouds and sometimes i just look up is this the day father is this the day that's why i always try to make sure that my way is clear my heart is clear and i'm quick to repent if someone brings something to my attention i'm quick i humble myself and quick to repent apologize or whatever that needs to be done but i notice a lot of times people just do things secretly and they feel like that's it. No, sometimes you have to go to the person and say, "You know what? I'm sorry. I misjudged that situation, or I misjudged you, or I, 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 you know, whatever that thing is. Get it right." Because one thing Daddy told me, he said, "Daughter, don't, don't, don't ever feel like I don't see and hear. I see all. I hear all." He's saying one thing you have to have confidence to know, that at the last breath of everyone, they have to get it right with whomever and whoever before they cross over. So, yeah, we may think we get away with some stuff now and go on with our life. I mean, years and years and years later, we think that we done got over. But on that last breath, you kind of get some things right. Or you won't cross over until you get it right. So this Dr. D, I charge you today. Get some stuff right. Even if you feel you was in the wrong, make it right. Let that person or that situation know that hey, I care about your heart. We gonna we gonna we gonna get we gonna we gonna get this thing right. Okay. All right. Peace, you guys. I love you all out there in the worldwide world, all over the different platforms. Dr. D is praying for you. And I pray that you was able to take at least one word out of everything I say, no matter how many episodes I have, I pray that something is encouraging you, something I'm saying is giving you release, something about a message that's giving you a better understanding, and Prayerfully, it's just something that, hey, wow, is she going through that? I'm going through that. She can make it. I can make it. Yep, you can make it. You can make it, in the words of this young man that was in the movie Terminator. No, Predator. Remember the first Predator? And that big log they were trying to set up the trap for the alien? I mean, for the Predator. And this big log hit the young guy. And Orange nigga turned around and said, get to the job, You know, he said, can you make it? And the young man said, I can make it, sir. I can make it. (laughs) So I want you guys to know you can make it. You can make it, world. You can make it. Boom Factor family, you can make it. How you can make it in this world? Because you got angels all around you. You can make it because angels are all around you. All right, I'm gone. Peace.
3: This morning is angels, a subject seldom covered. Angels appear in scripture from the Garden of Eden to the book of Revelation. They're mentioned more than 300 times. They have purpose and power that affect your life and give you the ability to have the winner's edge during the dark days of World War II. Captain Eddie Rickenbacker and his crew ran out of gas flying their B-17 and they ditched their plane in the Pacific Ocean. For weeks, no one heard of them. The newspapers reported his disappearance and across America, thousands of people were praying. Mayor LaGuardia of New York asked the whole city to pray for Eddie Rickenbacker. Eddie Rickenbacker and the six survivors told this story when they were miraculously rescued at sea. Quote, a seagull came out of nowhere and lighted upon my head, said Eddie Rickenbacker. I reached up very gently and caught him. We killed him. We thanked God for him, divided him equally and ate even the bones. He said that seagull saved our lives and I have no other explanation in that God sent one of his angels to bring that seagull out to sea because there was no reason for that seagull to be there.
0: I believe, I truly believe, that I have seen my angel. And and it was, it'll take me just a minute to tell you, we were starting to go down the runway in our little airplane. And it was an older airplane that we had then, and you had to lift the door up and latch it, and then pull another door down over the top. And when you're up there, you're up maybe six, eight feet above the runway. Well, we were in... Um, Ohio we were up in Ohio somewhere and there was a big air show there that day in the airport there were lots of uniformed servicemen in in their khakis and, and ribbons and so forth my angel is some kind of an officer because now all kidding aside this this was unbelievable I had just pulled the door up and the pilot was getting ready to start out And I hadn't latched it properly. And I looked over there, and here was this uh, a a row of of, looked like soldiers in in a a uniform. And I was probably 50, maybe 75 yards away, and one of these guys just started running straight to the door of the airplane. I thought, boy, that's strange. Did I forget something in the terminal there? And he's maybe bringing me something I forgot, or. And he just ran straight at me. And I thought, well, boy, he must have a message or something. So I leaned out, and boom, the door broke, and I fell. And he caught me. I, and I would have fallen eight, six, eight feet straight with my head on the on the tarmac of the of the airport. And I said, "Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you." I said, "What is your?" And he just turned and walked away. And, of course, now I shut the door properly.
1: But I was actually walking to the store. Uh, I realized I didn't have my wallet, and I hadn't reached the store yet. But I turned around and started walking back to go get my wallet. Um, And I saw these guys standing on the corner that night, and they were watching me. One of the men approached him. But when he said, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm just chilling. He was like, well, you got to roll out. Uh, and that's when he pulled out a gun from his jacket. He had a leather jacket on and a hoodie. And he pulled it out. He pointed it at me. He shot it one time.
2: After falling to the ground, he was shot seven more times
1: up close. And when I first saw the flash, I didn't know I got shot. I just remember hitting the ground. And then when he stood over top of me, that's when I saw an angel getting in front of me. And I remember, because I didn't have time to think about that, it was an instantaneous thing. I asked him to describe what he saw. It was probably, I mean, I'm six foot seven. The angel's probably like seven foot, something. And uh, it was just a transparent figure. I couldn't tell if it was a male or a female. It didn't. I didn't see wings or anything like that, but I saw it was like clear, transparent, and it was in front of me. I knew it was an angel just because um, the protection, it got into a position like this in front of me. And I remember seeing that.
2: The men stood over Marcus, laughing, thinking they had just killed him. Still barely alive, he managed to dial 911. By the time paramedics arrived, they offered little hope he would survive.
1: And I was like, God, help me. Help me make it. I just remember trying to stay awake. It was like a movie, you know? You, you see that stuff in the movie, you see the light up, and you see people... Um, light flashing before their eyes. It it was like that for me except that I started thinking about what would happen if I did die and I was like nobody's gonna know what happened to me.
2: At the hospital Marcus went immediately into surgery where he told me he saw a familiar face.
1: Saw a lot of doctors and nurses just kind of standing and I remember looking as I'm getting ready for surgery I remember looking and seeing the same angel that was there on the street and the angel was just kind of like arms crossed like this and just like it didn't do anything or say anything it was kind of like nodding his head angel shut
3: the mouths of lions for daniel in lion 622 the bible and daniel 622 for the bible says my god has sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lion angels delivered peter out of herod's prison where he was under 24-hour guard the church was praying for his release matthew 4 Says that angels ministered to Jesus when he fought Satan in the wilderness. When Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, the angels came and ministered unto him. In Acts 10, the angels came to the house of Cornelius and said, Your prayers and your offerings have come up for a memorial before God, and God's going to answer your prayer. In Hebrews 1.14, it says that angels are ministering spirits that God has sent to guard the righteous. There is an angel assigned to every believer. Matthew 18.10, Jesus said, For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father. Their angels always see the face of my father. Angels bring answer to prayer, as in Daniel 9, as in Gabriel bringing the answer to Mary. That child that you're carrying shall be called the Son of God. In Acts 10, you, Cornelius, are going to hear the gospel message for the first time. When you die, angels are going to escort you into the presence of God. In Luke 16, Jesus tells the story of Lazarus, who was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. One moment he was begging for crumbs, and the next moment he was being ushered in the arms of angels into the very presence of God. Hallelujah! From crumbs to the marriage supper of the Lamb, give him praise and glory. I do not believe in angels because Hollywood is now producing movies about angels. I do not believe in angels because someone told me about an angel. I do not believe in angels because the New Age is now angel happy and they're saying that UFOs are really angelic beings that are going to snatch people off the earth. I believe in angels because the word of God says they are real and I believe the word of God is absolutely true. That's why I believe in angels. Angels are created beings. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him, speaking of God, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, things visible and invisible. So angels are created of God. Angels have superior knowledge. 2 Samuel 14 and 20 says, My Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of the angel of God, to know all things that are on the earth. Angels know all things that are in the earth they don't know the day nor the hour that Christ is coming but they know everything else angels are without number Hebrews 12 and 22 speaks of an innumerable company of angels for they are innumerable they are invisible and they are invincible angels surround the righteous now think about this David writes in Psalms 34 and 7: The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Think about that. Psalms 91:11: For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep, to keep you in all of your ways. Think about that. The president of the United States has the secret service that surrounds him, the best shots in the world, and are trained to defend him. But every one of you who name the name of Jesus and are called according to his word have angels who go before you to prepare your way and angels who are behind you to be your rear guard. All the president has is a secret service. You have an angelic bodyguard that can protect you from the powers and principalities of darkness. Many of you just don't see them, you don't feel them but they're there, the point is this, If angels can shut the mouths of lions for Daniel, if angels can deliver Peter from prison, if angels can bring angels' food cake to Elijah, if angels minister to Jesus in the wilderness, if angels minister to Jesus in Gethsemane, if the angel of God has been assigned to you to guard you night and day that sees the face of God every day, may God open your eyes, child. May God open your eyes, child of God, watching this television program, to know that you have been created a little lower than that. angels. The royal blood of heaven is flowing in your veins. You are a child of God. Hell cannot defeat you. Demons cannot defeat you. The powers and principalities of darkness cannot defeat you. I want you to give this public testimony. You'll feel your spiritual battery come to life as you say this. Say, I testify in the name of Jesus Christ that he is the Lord of my life. That he has forgiven me of my sins. That my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. I have on the whole armor of God. That Satan is a defeated foe. He has no place in my life. Through the authority of the Word, the name of Jesus, and the blood of the cross, the victory is mine. I will live in victory. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Give the King of glory praise. We're there. He's given you the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He has stripped your adversary of all of his weapons. The victory is ours. The victory is ours. The victory is ours.
1: The very fact that he put you in the situation.
4: Ah, that was powerful, y'all. That was real powerful. <sighs> I could tell y'all numerous stories that I got in common with my angel. Um uh, an angel visited me while I was in the hospital when I had that cancer surgery. Um uh, I'm gonna share that on the next episode. And it is November 1st. So, this is the month of Thanksgiving. So, I thank you, Lord, for having angels all around me to protect me and guide me, to shield me from the very works of the enemy, who is the devil. In the demons that are fallen angels, demons are fallen angels that follow Lucifer, who is named the devil now. They lost their angelic name. So they know more of Lucifer. His name is the devil. Bathymet. And the fallen angels are demons. All right. That's the difference. The angelic hosts, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of Saboid. God has his army to fight for us. All right? This is so ironic that um, Maria is doing readings from an angel called. And today, it was saying, ask. Did I? My mama kind of disturbed my spirit. And I had to shake it off because you was supposed to be napping right now. I can't even go to sleep. I don't know why people do that, man. It's just sometimes, I don't know, I'm not even going to start that. But I opened up my iPad to put on some uh, meditation music. And that popped up. And I said, you know what, let me listen to this. So I listened to it. And I said, you know what, let me share it with my Boom Factor family. Because I know somebody out there in the world needs to know that you're protected. You got angels around you. You just gotta ask them. You gotta let them know what you need. You gotta you gotta decree and declare it. You have to be a believer. You're not a believer; it's not gonna work for you. We believe in everything else except what we should be believing in. So. Check me out on the next episode. I'm going to show you all my experience on My Angel. Alright, you guys. I was just trying to wait to get off the bus. And I plugged in um A replay of a testimony I had. But my third experience, I guess this is for day three. <laughs> I guess I could share this one because I have so many y'all. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I've I've been having encounter with my angels. Okay, so uh, let's see, let's go back. Now this uh, this was the time where we finally got a place and we lived across the river. So, um, I had to really have my children disciplined to the point where they knew where to meet me because I was working two jobs. I worked, um, 8.30 to 5.00 at the New Orleans Center. Monday through Friday. Then Friday, no, Saturday. Saturday morning. That weekend I worked uh, an assistant home. As a nurse, um, nurse aide at a living center. But it was like a private home. So Mather was my patient. Oh my God, I miss Sammy. She didn't like nobody else, but she liked me. So that's how I, I was able to keep that position. And I think I worked there for about two years until, um... I worked there all the way... Till... I think I had to go in the hospital for the cancer. So, so my children, this was our routine. God had blessed us. We got a little apartment, right? Finally, because we was homeless. After the, I went to a lot of the domestic stuff. So I was starting to get my life back, right? All right. So got this little house. Well, we had a house on the lower nine ward, and that didn't fall through. So we wound up getting blessed with this other house. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Lord. I'm trying to think, because so much, so much have happened with Dr. D, y'all. That's what I'm telling y'all. I know I have books and books and volumes of books. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to remember all this stuff, because it's a lot. Uh, so this was the house that I couldn't even remember the address, because I could have used that address, but we had moved out that house, like, three weeks before the Hurricane Katrina hit, alright, and so much was going on. When I used my dad's address, we couldn't even get FEMA. So that's another testimony in itself that I gotta talk about. Because we didn't get FEMA like everybody else they like got FEMA. But I ain't gonna talk about that right now. I wanna talk about the angel and the routine. So we got into this, we got blessed with this little place in Algiers, but it was like on the borderline of Algiers and Gretna. Right there by the bridge. Matter of fact, the houses that y'all saw on the Expendables with uh, Sylvester Stallone, and you know um, the motorcycle, you know when they met the the lady on the motorcycle by the bridge? Well, uh, that field, and if you look a little further, they have like them houses. That's where the house where we lived at, y'all. Boom shakalaka. Ain't that something? they filmed it right there where we used to stay yes sir yes indeed ain't that something well anyway so the routine was we get up we go catch the bus all right and i i trained my children i you know i was with them so they knew what bus to catch when they got out of school, you know, they had their practice or whatever. Um, They catch the bus home, meet me on St. Claude. We all catch the bus home together, right? Okay. Um, Until I had started school. Now, when I had started school, I had a class. I'm trying to see when that happened. Cause it happened. Because it was at nighttime, and it was the last bus. And Joshua dropped that bus pass. I'll never forget it. I don't think we had our house then. No, I think we was living in a shelter, y'all. We were living in a... In a because we were trying to hurry, because you know you had a time limit... You had to get you had to get back in that, that shelter and they knew I worked and went to school. So they gave me grace to ten o'clock to get back in. And I think you had to be in the shelter for eight o'clock or nine o'clock. And if you didn't have the right yeah. That's what it was, y'all. So I sped up. I'm sorry, I sped up the story. We were living in a shelter. And then God had found favor with us, with the bus. I mean, all kind of miraculous stuff happened, y'all. I mean, God had found favor with Dr. D and I wasn't a doctor then. I was just a little old me, just trying to take my life back from this horrific thing called abuse. And, um, yep, that's what it was. We was trying to hurry, catch that bus to get that St. Claude, um, to get to that shelter. Because they knew I worked. So, what happened, Joshua, them, he, a friend, Je- uh, Miss Janice, they went to Miss Janice's house after school until I got out. From school, right, and so I had to catch the bus. Went to Tulane. I went to Tulane. They'll catch Miss Janice. I put him on the bus. I wait for them to come. You know, up from. Uh, I think that was. What bus come up that way? I'm trying to think what bus it is. Man, I'm just getting it all mixed up, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, I gotta sit down and think. So, I'm going to have to skip all the particulars. Because <laughs> uh, I'm thinking am getting my little connections crossed up here. Um. Okay. So, t- t- this is what happened. I know we were rushing. Trying to catch that dog on bus. I know that much. And the Padres, Padres, and Loyola, Padres, and Loyola. This particular street, right? The intersection has a lot of traffic, red lights and stuff, right? All right. So, we were running trying to catch the bus there to catch that two-lane. That's what it was. The two-lane, yeah, we were living in the shelter. I remember now. Because we was trying to cross that street by the Padres to catch that two-lane. Because I knew that next two-lane was going to be late. And it would have got us to that shelter, like, um, after 10. They was already hating on me. The ha, ha. How the, how the workers gonna hate on the, the the participant that's homeless? That's another subject I can talk about. Man, that was just crazy, and they were just waiting to try to find something on me to put me out. I didn't do anything. God was just starting to bless Doctor D with clothes, and they were trying to really like trying to figure out how I was getting all this stuff, and I wasn't working. But when they wanted to do their budget, I ain't had money or whatever. But well, God was blessing me. God was really blessing us, blessing my children. People was giving my children brand new name, brand clothes. we we'll give you know, Miss Minister Hope, who's my mentor. And we're still in relationship, business, in friendship, sisterhood to this day, right? And um, them little folks, them little women. So, we running for the bus. Joshua dropped his bus pass. Now, Joshua probably about, what, 10 or 11 years old, right? He didn't dropped his bus pass, y'all, and didn't tell me. So, we running, right? <laughs> we running, and that go the bus. Well, no, the bus didn't come. I knew the bus was about to come. So, by the time we got to the bus stop... He crying. I said, "What you crying for?" Urgh. I drove my bus pass, and he you dropped your bus pass. and I ain't had no money. You know, I barely had money, y'all. I said, "What you mean you dropped your bus pass? Where you dropped your bus pass at?" I don't know, Lord, y'all. I say, "How can you do something like this here?" You know, and I started crying, and he crying, cause I know. Sometimes you don't get the same bus driver and some bus drivers are very mean If I got any bus drivers on this feed? Why y'all so mean to the people who get on the bus? People work hard. They're tired. Sometimes people just don't have the money Not that sometimes people are playing games, but Lord have mercy. I have seen some stuff some of these bus drivers on driving these buses they could be the meanest coldest Uncompassionate people ever, and I'm like, why in the world are you in customer service, driving a bus? Well, with that said, so we going back. I'm like, oh well, Lord, I'm tired. I said, God, whatever happens. I said, you know, I, I mean, I had so many opportunities. <laughs> I had so many opportunities in my life to give up. I had so many opportunities to just stop it in my life. I had so many opportunities to say, you know what? I don't care about nothing. Y'all can't go do what y'all want. I'm walking away from everything. I had so many opportunities that hit me in my face. I had so many opportunities you guys just to say forget life because it was like no matter what I did no matter how I acted it was like bad always came to me and I was so tired I was so tired (laughs) And so for that boy to lose that bus pass and I knew it was gone because it was in the middle of the highway in the street where the cars are crossing and you know when the cars pass, right, the wind going to blow, right, so in my mind I already knew it was gone, right, and so I just said, Lord, I'm tired, I said, I'm tired, I got to go study. I said, I'm tired, you know, these people. this These ladies at this place. I don't know why they don't like me, but... Me and my children don't have nowhere else to go, and I can't be out here no more in the street with my children. I'm just tired. I say, I don't know... If we're gonna find this bus pass, but let us find favor with the bus driver. <laughs> let them have compassion on me and my children so I can get on this bus. This boy that we lost his bus pass. And the way the bus pass worked, back then, they we didn't have a cue card, right? Bus pass is for the whole week and they'll punch it. And so one of the bus drivers find favor with us and like every week when he see me, he give me three bus passes for me and my children because I never had money to drive to get on the bus. Oh my God. I don't know why this is so deep right now while I'm talking about this. So, we're walking back trying to find a bus pass because I already know, first of all, we're going to miss a bus because now we got to go find a bus pass. And then, I already know the bus pass is going to be gone. So, the time it took us to go find the bus pass and for the bus to come once it make that turn. They're not going to see us coming back. Y'all. Y'all, let me tell y'all. We walking and we walking. Don't y'all know. The kids say, Mom. Look at that thing. Flying in the street. So, it was just going like a little mini tornado, right? And so we looking. Now the cause passing y'all. I'm not exaggerating. Lord have mercy. You know I'm telling the truth. (laughs) Whatever it was. It was just turning like a tornado. It was like a mini tornado. And the cause was passing. And we trying to figure out. What in the world is that? (laughs) Don't y'all know? (laughs) The closer we got to it, we waited for the light to change. I told her, I said, y'all stay right there in the corner. On the corner, on the edge of the, 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 the pavement. Stay right there, hold hands. Because I had to run in the middle of the street to get it. Oh my God. So I'm trying to keep my eyes on them, but we all looking at this thing turning. Don't you know that was the bus pass? The angels were standing around that bus pass, y'all. When I got there and picked that up, you could feel the heat. It wasn't hot like it was fire, but it was warm like, you could, like it's been moving, right? And when I picked it up, only that I felt, I just felt something like, wrapped around me and it just felt like it was just like everything gonna be okay <laughs> I didn't hear it I didn't hear nobody say nothing I couldn't even see anything but nobody could tell me that was not an angel standing right there covering hoovering over that bus pass so the cars when they pass it won't fly away where we couldn't find it. The car was passing, y'all. We saw the car passing. Every time the car passed, that thing still was in the middle of the street just turning. Come on, y'all. The angels are real. Y'all. Not only that, <laughs> glory to God. That's why I love God so much. I know He loves me. Oh, I know my God loves me. He takes care of me. Sometimes I don't understand why I go through the things I go through. I can't explain it. But one thing I do know. Jehovah Shabbat. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha is there. Jehovah Taniskanu. And Jehovah Nisha, he's here with me. He was with me back then. He was with me right now. And wherever he's taking me, I know he's with me. And I got a whole host of angels around me. I got a whole host of angels before me. I got a whole host of angels that's waiting to minister unto me and I'm telling you so now we got the bus pass I said I got the bus pass y'all Kia and Josh they looking at each other like cause they, they saw what I saw and I'm like, an "Ex, do they remember that they saw what I saw and um uh, ride the rest of the way, will, I'm good I'm good right? yep and so uh so we run it now, right? We run it, we book it. Come on the bus. Here come the bus. We see the bus coming up the street. We see it. And it stop picking up the people. We run it, cause now you know we a good five hundred feet, I guess a thousand we like about two blocks away. Cause Padres, remember two lane. Bus turn at that time, Tulane gonna turn right there off of that other side street. Um and it's gonna go around so we can hit back on Broad. Um where it comes down canal, it comes down I think that's uh Loyola and it's gonna turn to go back up on Padres. So we on Padres down the other way. And man we running, right? We running. We running, well, <laughs> boy. I tell you, God has a sense of humor. He love us, y'all. He love us. He just gotta trust in Him. He love us. They had a car that cut in front of the bus, and the people was in there fussing. So the bus couldn't move, cause if the bus would've moved. The bus would've hit the car, right? So we running, right? We running, right? Then when we got there, the man looking, and he opened the door. And it's like, slow down, slow down. I wasn't going to leave you. I saw you coming, so I was going to wait for you. I said, you saw me coming? I said, how you going to see us coming? He said, you was flashing your light. I said, flashing what light? We don't have no light. Y'all, our angel must have shined his light. Or something because the bus driver said he saw a light. And he saw us coming. And guess what? Not only did we get our bus pass. Joshua got his bus pass for the rest of the week. Because I think that happened like on a Tuesday and Wednesday. So you know what? That's why I really was crying because I already knew I wasn't going to get paid until the next week. And that would have held me because I would have saw... The bus driver that Saturday when I go to the weekend job. And he'll say, here, I got three more for you, you know. He'll hand them to me, you know. And that will carry me over to the next week. Boy, y'all just don't know. (laughs) Dr. D. been through some stuff, y'all. Man, that's why I'm the way I am. You know, I didn't realize half the stuff I done been through just by talking to y'all. Just be bringing up stuff. Lord have mercy. And emotional, too. I don't mean to be like that, but it happens. So, that's my third experience, uh, having a encounter with an angel when I was in need. You know, and I guess you could say that's the angel of protection or the angel provision because he provided protection for the bus pass so we could get it, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was just so much... Then we was able to make it on time to check in the shelter, and that's why I give now if anything I get to the Salvation Army, all right? Because the Salvation Army was the ones that housed us, and we stayed there for like we had an opportunity to stay there for a year, one year, but God got us out of there in four months because. They, them ladies were very mean, man. They was just nasty. And guess what? God got rid of them. They got rid of themselves, though. That's what happened. You don't touch God's anointing and do your profit in the home. And even at that time, I wasn't in full effect like I am now. But I still had God on my side, you know. And I'm going through. You know, why you hating on somebody that lives in a shelter? And you going home to a nice bed, your own bed, your own home. And I think when I was married, but you so worried about who gave me this dress, who gave my son this coat. You say you ain't making no money, but how you buying all this stuff? Ain't nobody going to just give you nothing like that. And I'm like, baby, you don't know how I'm rolling. I'm rolling with faith of God. And whatever I need, he said he's going to supply my need according to his riches and glory. So that man, he's going to give me good stuff. The best. And that's what I expect to get because he say I'm his child. And if God have streets of gold that you can walk on and see your reflection in, why not God bless his children with the best? Come on, y'all. So, I know that was kind of emotional, but that's that's how it happened. That's what happened. And I'm telling you. When you have an experience with God, I call it a God encounter. That was a boom factor, too. If you think about it because that was something magnificent, something omnipotent that you can't even explain. You see omnipotent means something that's out the ordinary, that's magnified in this glorious way, a divine way that you know. How God carries himself. God is omnipotent. He's everywhere. So your angels could be everywhere. Could be anywhere where you need the angels to be. To be there for you. Right? So guess what? I was having boom factor experiences. Before the boom factor came about. Matter of fact you know what? Boom factor was already in me. It was already birthed in me. I just had to birth it out now. This is the season. That we all gonna start experiencing, boom factor in our lives. Amen. All right. Well, I made it to work, you guys, and uh, that kind of like touched my spirit. So I might have to go regain myself, <laughs> cause I really forgot about that, and I didn't really know that that way it was gonna hit me home like that. What in the world is these people doing? Lord, have mercy. Every time I come in this spot, they got trash everywhere. I see they doing something. But, Lord. At least they can clean up this So, My Lord. Let me put this fan on. What is they doing right here? I hope they put some uh, air conditioning in this office. Because, um. It sure be hot up in there. And I can't sit up in there. I'll be out here. Now, I'm looking out here. They got boxes and trash. Oh Lord. Alright, you guys, so let me go ahead and compose myself and take this stuff because I got some other work to do. And I guess I'll chat with you guys later. I should have shared that on a safe zone broadcast. I wanna see how I can transcribe that on a safe zone broadcast because that's about spiritual awakening, your fate, you know, for the end times. And, um, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Hold it, hold it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't get it into the bathroom. Uh, oh, my. Whew. That went deep, man, that came out. My spirit, Lord, have mercy. Jesus. Yeah, but I never forget that. Well, I had, really. I didn't forget about it. I just didn't realize how emotional it was. Because I just knew, man, that boy. We were just talking about how Joshua was, you know, that's Thriver. You know, Joshua had his little moments. You know, he went through his little phase, man. I had to get him straight through had to come down hard on him sometimes. Because he was going through a little phase, you know. I said, Look, boy, I'm doing this by myself. So I had asked your daddy to leave. You know, your daddy was tripping. You know? So. All right. I'm going to try with y'all later. i check then. Okay, God bless y'all. Don't forget. You got a ooh excuse me <laughs> why well, been belching all day huh? You got angels all over you all around you don't forget about that and you never know you may entertain an angel unaware Hebrews 13:2 that's right and I'm sure all of us some kind of way had an angel entertain you know what I need to do I need to check my messages too So I can plug in some of y'all. I haven't been doing that. Y'all forgive me. um, Because, you know, I've been trying to finish these tests and stuff. But I got one more week and I'll be through. Well, no, not really. Because when we come back, I got more to do. But, all right. If you have an angel experience, hey, chime in with me so I can plug it in. All right? God bless y'all. This is Dr. D signing out. Hey you guys, I have to charge this phone up, but I just want to clear up some stuff. Um, Man, that was, I'm still like out of it. And um, that experience did something to me back then. And just by me talking about it, it, just made me think about some things. But I crossed some stories. I crossed some experiences. Into some other experiences. So I just want to correct some stuff. Um, I was working at. I was not working. By Sam yet. And I was not working at the. Um, the New Orleans Center yet. That came later. As a matter of fact, I think that came right after I left that Salvation Army. Um what I was working, I was walking at working at a parking garage. Um with um with Miss Charlotte. That's what it was. And that was a little part time job and that was a night job too. And when I was working there, I was still with my ex-husband that's not in the land of living. And right between that, it just was so horrific that we had walked away. All right. And so, that, part, that part-time little job I had, then I was in school. I was at Tulane. So, the money... That I was making. Right. It just was enough. Just to. You know. Get us something to eat. Because um, my hours shifted. Because I had to go to school. And I'm just trying to think. Because when I am in the shelter. You know. When you go to the shelter. They want you to budget. They want you to do this. They want you to do that. And so the ladies, the case managers, the lady who was over me, uh, we had got that. Um, we had got that shelter after uh, Minister Hope, <clears throat> which y'all heard her on my program before. Uh, I stayed late one day. I had volunteered. I was a volunteer at at the New Orleans Center with the dressers Success, And they had just started the Computers Technology Center, which I volunteered. I helped as a assistant. And I became one of the volunteers that helped the people come in to learn how to do the computers. So I was like... Uh, you know a little computer little geek, I guess, helping people how to do the Microsoft uh how to do word, how to do the resume, you know, so I helped around like that, and I walked away and we was we lived in the shelter that was on I think it was on saint Charles Saint Charles Street. I'm trying to find out what happened for us to leave that shelter. I think I had went back. I was going so many back back and forth back and forth. I think I went back and forth back and forth to that man thirteen times y'all. Thirteen times within two three four about four months of the marriage. 13 times that was crazy I was just out of my mind and then I'm still getting the story wrong because look y'all I'm gonna have to sit down and think about this one here cause this is this is tripping me out Wait a minute. I was not at. The parking lot. Yes I was. See y'all got to forgive me. I'm getting the stories crossed though. I can't even remember. Now this is something God going to have to really bring back to me. Because I do remember. I think I was doing security. When I was by Miss Charlotte. Because when I left him. Like a couple of times. We stayed by Miss Charlotte house. But. At the end of this time, when I was at the Salvation Army, that's when I really walked away from everything. I mean, that was a whole house, y'all. Furniture. I had just got that furniture for my children. The bedroom sets. The bed. I mean, the house was furnished with all my stuff. When we had got married and moved into that house, there was a brand new house that got built. I walked away from it. I walked away from it. It was just, uh, enough was enough. And uh, I found myself, uh, we were sleeping on the, the bus, the bus benches some days. We was in a park some days. Yeah. Uh and my children still had to go to school. Um, when I take her to the bathroom, wash him up or whatever um, it was so emotional too when we remember the movie Pursuit of Happiness when uh, will and his son they was in the bathroom, and they had to sleep in the bathroom. Oh my gosh, well, we saw that movie, and we just broke down and cried because we saw ourselves. That movie reflected us. When that movie came out, that was us. Yeah. It, it really touched my children. I'm telling you, me. Uh, the two oldest ones had left. It was like, the abuse was so bad. They had opportunity to leave. And they went stayed by their dad. But Zakia and Joshua was with me. Because their dad wasn't around. So... The second marriage. Which didn't last long. I didn't have no children for this man. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. I didn't have no children for this man. But he did have children. And uh, his sons became my sons at that time. They used to always tell Dad why you always hitting Miss Danielle. Miss Danielle been the best mom ever. You know. Which I did. I treated. I don't treat children like that. You know. I try to love on children because, you know, children, it's not their fault. It's not the children's fault the parents acting a fool. You know, sometimes we act a fool growing ups. You know, and then we want to fuss at the children. Why? Why are you fussing at the children? It's not their fault that we didn't know how to act towards each other. You know, so don't take it out on the children. Think about what the children go through and what they see and how they eat, they hear That's how they grow up to be psychopaths and serial killers and narcissists and abusers because of what they see in the home. So, you know what, through my life, and went through all that little stuff. That's why I'm the way I am because we got to take responsibility, you know. And I was crying out to God because I was still trying to deal with myself and trying to raise these children. I was doing the best that I can. So I guess I just I just want to just kind of employ y'all children, I mean the adults out there. If you got riffraff going on between you and your husband and you got children, y'all need to take that stuff outside. Don't do that in front of them children. Go take a walk outside. Talk about it. So when you talk about it, those words go out in the air and you won't leave the words inside your house. And the devil come in, and take them very words that you done spit out your mouth and start feeding it and then start enticing each other to do bad things to each other. That's how that worked. You know. And so um I was not working. When I was living in that shelter, I was in school. I was not working. The money that I was living off of was the leftover money that came from the, the 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 federal, you know, they give you a little substantive money. So, I lived off my school money. So, I just want to eradicate that. I was not working when I was at the Salvation Army. The money that I was getting was from school. And that's why they were trying to figure out, well, if you ain't working... How you get to buy this stuff and this name brand stuff, y'all? I mean, it was to the point the closet was getting full, so they was like, call this up. trying to put me on probation. And man, it was just some crazy stuff they was doing to us in that it was some crazy stuff. And I remember, I never forget the lady said, Well, you know, you got uh, six months to a year, but you have not turned in the budget report, so we didn't broke you down. To six months I say, you know what sweetheart I'm going to do one even better for you We'll be out of here before six months Don't y'all know God got us out of there in four months But before I left God showed me Two weeks before we had got out of there He showed me Because I went down there time to go and ask for somebody I think I had asked for her little smart behind I Said oh she's no longer with us What you say What Yes, that's right God got her out the way, baby So after that That's when God had blessed us with that apartment Across the village I was telling you guys That the movie Expendables was made by When Sylvester Stallone Met the little Chinese lady on the bike Right there by the bridge That house that you see They got a whole it was a, You see that white house I think it was a white house and then right next to that white house, it's gonna have like a strip of, like a strip building, where they had like six apartments in there. and we lived right there. That was powerful. So I just want to clarify that because I know I was trying to set the stage, and I was getting it all jumbled when I listened to it. I'm like, oh Lord, I got all kind of experiences crossed up in this testimony. So that's no. I didn't start working. I didn't start working to the New Orleans Center until after I had got out of that shelter. You know, so good things were starting to happen. After that night, y'all, yeah. After that night, y'all, angels were with me. Good things had started happening. So sometimes, you know what? It's good to cry out to God and just be honest with Him. Because that night there... I had so many other nights, too. But that night there, I I was just done. Because I just couldn't believe this boy dropped that bus pass. Knowing that, that's all we had. I, I, You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like that was the end of the road for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this no more. I'm tired. I can't do this no more. And it be like that, y'all. You know, so I just want to, like, conclude... This version of My experience with uh, Angels And I guess I'll Share some more That I can remember of I have a whole bunch now But I gotta see if I can deal with it Cause I don't know, did something to me right now So I'm just sitting here, I'm at work And I need to go do these flyers For the voting, cause you know voting Starts Monday y'all So I want y'all to vote, 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 vote um have me to vote vote for my pastor. I'm gonna have all the numbers. So you just look for the categories that are numbers. Look for our name and just click our name underneath that category, okay? And uh, I have some other individuals that I want y'all to vote for because you have to vote for everybody. I hope they kinda change it. I can't really see how it is not about know last year. You had to vote for everybody. My lord. And you got almost. 70 categories. That's a lot of awards. I ain't having all the categories. Unless God grow it up. You know. And I'm thinking about adding something to the awards you guys. I'm being prayerful. Since they really don't have no podcast award. I don't know. I might I might do y'all a little favor. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna see how how I can incorporate that to see what type of um, benefit that you guys can get or what I can offer the winner as a podcaster. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check into that. Uh I still have time and you still have time. So Uh I might incorporate that um, podcaster of the year. You know, I'm gonna find out how you can really do that. Guess what? I'll be the first, huh? I don't think they have, you know. Um, and I'm not gonna streamline streamline it to the degree that it just have to be gospel. Alright, because I learned a lot from everybody, so I'm gonna allow everybody to submit their podcast. And um I kinda knew the content or whatever. And I'm gonna let the people vote for you guys. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm just gonna nominate you. You know, if you're interested, just send an email to Marionette 2016 Publishing at gmail dot com. And uh we'll see what happens. Alright? So I pray I kinda clarify that up 'cause you know I like to have my facts straight. And uh I'm still marinating on that. That I don't know, that came out of me. Wow. So I gotta sit here and ask God why was that so emotional for me to talk about that? And um uh, I gotta sit here and just relax and and See what that is showing me. Because when something like that then happened to me, and touch me like that, God is trying to show something to me or reveal something to me. So I'm going to get a phone opportunity to charge. Because it's like 32%. So I'm going to let it charge. And I guess I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. It's been wonderful. God bless you guys. And it's Dr. D. Later, God bless.